is the Bronte and Lakey podcast. Hey, it's the podcast and good bits in there today. Um, red flag kids' names. Teachers are judging your children. So just another thing to consider when figuring out one of the happiest moments of your life or to call your offspring. Yeah. you got to think, all right, is it going to suit a baby's name? Is it going to suit an old man's name? Everywhere in the middle. And what will the teacher think when they start teaching my child? Exactly. Whether they're going to be loud or what were some of the other things. High, high maintenance if you're a Martha out there. Yeah. God. A bully if you're an Alexandra. <laughs> Alexandra the Great. Also, bullies, bully. Hurt this, people, hurt people. This might be my last uh, podcast because oh, yeah. um, I embarrassed myself in front of the boss. I thought I just embarrassed myself in one way. Uh, in the chat, I actually discovered, thanks to you, I uh, took it one step further. So yeah, I don't know. Fun. Like now that the dust has settled, I don't think it's your last shift on air. Mm. I just don't think when your contract is up, it'll be getting renewed. Oh, cool, nice. That's really cool. Thank You've you. You've got a year or two left in you. It's all good. Um, plenty of time to prepare for the next chapter of your life. Yeah, great. <laughs> also, Lottie's, Lotto Scratchy Dramas, uh, What Happened, Financial Disputes. Yeah. And uh, Love is Blind. You love that show on Netflix. Well, look, I love the drama that's come from it. Someone has said that they look like an A-list celebrity and someone in the past has told me I look like an A-list celebrity and we find out if it's true. Teachers share the kids' names, which they see as instant red flags. Ooh. We all knew it. Of we course. All knew it turns out teachers do judge your kids based on their monikers, with some names in particular associated with the people being uh, with the pupil being naughty mm. or high maintenance. This is tough dating a relief teacher because she swings from school to school, oh branch God. to branch. She's getting so much stimulus of what a name means for a child. So we'll be just hypo- hypothesizing baby names of for course. three years in the future. Yeah, three months in, that's good. Yeah, healthy, right? <laughs> And then every single name I say, no, they're naughty. They end up being naughty. Oh, no, they get nosebleeds. They use all the <laughs> tissues. that were. You all have to bring a box of tissues at a state school. We were done with five boxes by the time Aaron bled I during the first. I was going to say, what's the name? Aaron. For a nosebleed. Yeah, big nosebleed boys. Okay. Yep. Uh, well, that's what she thinks. <laughs> so we won't be calling anyone Aaron because I do not want the nosebleed no. kid. Her sample size would be so big. She's a relief teacher. She's oh, just copping no. new classes every single day, getting naughtier by, yeah. the, by the day. Uh, <laughs> by of, the name. Mum of three, SJ Strum. SJ okay. Strum. <laughs> who regularly blogs about uh, her life as a mother. Took it upon herself to ask where the teachers judge names. Emma Lee is a double-barreled that annoys teachers. Yeah, so that's Emily's fair fine, enough. but Emma hyphen Lee, that's annoying for teachers apparently. Well, it's annoying, but flag. what is the ch- child usually like? I'm sure and Emma Lee is a, is a lovely young lady. Nah. Oh, okay. Nah, a disaster, actually. <laughs> Jackson, J-A-X-S-Y-N. Those Jacksons are terrible, apparently. Oh, jeez, yeah, fair. That might be just a class system. Imagine with this spelling, Phoebe, F-E-E-B-E-E. One teacher reckons they taught a Phoebe. That makes sense because the way you actually do spells Phoebe is ridiculous. Is it E before O? Who knows? Yes, Daniel, Jonathan, Phoebe. Any phobes? Unique names that are spelled easily and correctly uh, are absolutely fine. Names like Sage, Scout. Okay. Teachers have no problem with these. Mm -hmm. Some teachers also reveal they have certain preconceptions on whether a kid is naughty just by looking at their name. (laughs) Why did I highlight that bit? I've already said that. Just to to double down. If you're just tuning in, Jake, Max, Jack. And the biggest one for boys was anything ending in uh, in den. So Hayden, Jaden, 
Jezaden. <laughs> Apparently always <laughs> naughty. making up names. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm reading this article backwards. When it came to girls, it was quite interesting. Apparently Isla's and Jessica's are really chatty names. Yes. And uh, Martha is high maintenance. Martha, what school are <laughs> we going to? Martha's a high maintenance. <laughs> and Alexandra can be a bit of a bully, apparently. Really? I can see that. I you remember know? if you bullied bullying Alex's. Yeah. Yeah. What were they, like grade six and they've already hit their growth spurt. Yes. They're on a high carb diet. They're a and bit Olivia's. beefier than everyone else. Often the Alex's and the Olivia's hung out mm. together and they were a scary pair. Yeah, fair enough. What about um, Daniels? Daniels there be were, so were, many. Daniels were very well behaved. Oh, were they? Say, yes, Daniels were very well behaved. <laughs> well, it's time to play my version of Kiss, Marry, Shoot, <laughs> the grade five kids I went to school with version. Can you pick the naughty boy? And of Brock Googes, Jonathan White, and Leroy Forkin. Who was the mean one? Yes. Brock Googes, Jonathan White, or Leroy Forkin. I think Brock Googes would have had enough trouble with the last name Googes. I just mm. don't think he was bullying anyone. Yep. So you kiss him. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Lock it in. Jonathan White. You are putting words in my mouth. Jonathan White. He was a Jonathan White. He sounds like... He sounds like the popular kid. Mm. I think Jonathan White, like that's a that's a strong so Australian name. You're marrying Jonathan okay, White. Okay, I don't really it's want to marry white wedding. 10 year olds. <laughs> I'm going to go Leroy. I think Leroy had some fight in him. Leroy Falcon. I knew it. He was the bully. Fighting Falcon. Leroy Falcon. Really? What did he do to you? Uh, he, well, he just, he, he didn't really, be, I saw him beat up enough people that I <laughs> got a restraining order when I was 10. <laughs> it was too much for me. Bronte and Lakey. A contestant on the American series of Love is Blind has been getting so much heat online. So this is the reality dating show where they're in pods um, and as per the name, you can't see the person on the other side of the pod. You are just dating in the dark essentially. Mm. And so there is a contestant, Chelsea, um, going viral for saying this. Do you ever get told you look like a celebrity? Yeah. I have two all the time on the plane. I get one person and it's just because I have dark hair and blue eyes. Say it. It's a... I don't even know if it's MGK's wife or her, his girlfriend. Megan Fox? <laughs> you saying you look like Megan Fox? <laughs> it's just because I have light eyes and dark hair. That's the only reason. There's nothing else. <laughs> she, definitely, she definitely lied to me on, on some uh, how she looks. Big claim. Yeah. Big so, claim before he's bought. Just a reminder for you, Lakey, this mm. is Megan Fox. Yep. As Chelsea said, it's Machine Gun Kelly's wife mm. now. Um, a beautiful woman. Oh, stunning. Stunning. Everyone remembers seeing her for the first time in Transformers. Went on to do Jennifer's Body. An incredible woman. And this is Chelsea. And this is a live reaction from oh, you. Oh, no. <laughs> Megan, not so foxy. <laughs> okay. Oh, She's dear. a beautiful woman. <laughs> Hang on, you can't, <laughs> you can't show me that photo, set me up for that, and then go back on that on her side. What was that? No. Is that the first gaslight? Oh, what the hell? I'm saying she me. is beautiful, but she doesn't look like Megan Fox. No, she doesn't look like Megan Fox. Some people. I think She this... looks like if Megan ate a fox. Oh, my God. She does. 
You can't be going around saying that. No, can you? but this is the thing, and what I wanted to talk to you about. I feel like maybe one or maybe two people in her life have said to her, "You do look a bit like Megan Fox with mm. the dark hair and the light eyes," and she's taken it. Sorry, <laughs> she's taken it <laughs> and run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's lynched onto that one. I have someone. Oh, that people have said I look like. Oh, this is good. Yeah, okay. You want me to live react that one too, do you? <laughs> and I've never told anyone because it's only been said to me probably twice in my life. But okay. I take it as a compliment as Chelsea would about Megan Fox. Okay. People have said <laughs> that I look like Megan Markle. This is Megan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, obviously. Do you want me to do this face? Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, 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 you actually do. You do kind of. Okay. Really? Oh, you, you're lynching onto that. Yeah, a little bit, I'm I guess. Sure. Yeah, a little bit. In the same way that Chelsea looks a yeah, little bit exactly. like Megan. Take it. Grunty and Lakey. Lotto War right now. I won $1.9 million. What? With my girlfriend. Then she dumped me out of the blue. Is the headline? Oh. Did it sound like that was a personal story coming? Yeah, from me? just a smidge. I was going to say, wow. This is from the Sun. They always, you know, like to use a quote in the headline, which mm-hmm. is a, a couple who had been dating for a mere three months before they won an eye-watering one point nine million dollars split soon after. Michael Cartledge, thirty-nine, and Charlotte Cox, thirty-seven, bought it at a shop in Lincolnshire in East England. Oh, lovely. Lottery chiefs Camelot launched an investigation after viewing the CCTV footage from the shop, and it indicated to Michael that the one million pounds would be split. <gasps> but it is understood new lottery owners Alwyn have now ruled Charlotte is the rightful claimant mm-hmm. due to her purchasing the ticket. Security engineer. Michael Cartledge maintains he has a right to half the cash and is poised to launch legal action. He said, I'm in shock. I can openly admit that we wouldn't have got that ticket without Charlotte, but she wouldn't have gotten it without me either. I know it was her bank account that paid for it, but it should go 50-50 morally. I gave her half the cash. She brought it with her card. However, Charlotte hit back at his rubbish claims last night and sources close to her insisted her former boyfriend has no right to the money as she paid for the winning Ticket. It's a classic lotto war. Oh, it's classic. He said, she said. Mm. And so, what he's claiming, he gave her cash, which who yeah. has cash nowadays? Hole in his story to begin with. Are you representing Charlotte Cox in Absolutely. this case? Absolutely, Charlotte Cox. There is no evidence that this man gave her any cash in order to buy the ticket, but there is evidence of her using her bank card to buy said ticket, Your Honour. Okay, not going halves in a scratchy with you anytime soon. <laughs> I'm on the cartilages side. Of course you are. Partly because I'm a, I like his last name. <laughs> Secondly, because I'm a toxic male who sides with all men. And thirdly, I think he probably did. He probably bought. He probably gave her a little bit of cash. Let's buy a couple's ticket. They were in the shop together. Is that not enough, Your Honour? No, it's not. Oh. I don't think there's any. There's no evidence of this transaction. And so it should be struck from the record. I just like it when uh, I'm outside of the Lotto War yeah. bubble and we just get to talk about it, to be <laughs> honest. I don't know why I pretended to launch a legal case for Michael Cartledge. It's funner from the bleachers, Your Honour. And I would have thought you would have taken the Cox's side. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I do that pro bono. Um, thirteen ten sixty Lotto Wars and uh, Scratchy Dramas. Yes. Have you bought a Scratchy? Similar situation and had mm. to... 
defend your honour. Yeah, I feel we probably get a few birthday calls, you know, because you give someone scratchies for their birthday, put them in a little card, mm-hmm. you treat yourself to a few scratchies. Well, what's the to go then? I would imagine you say in the at the time, oh, if you win, yeah, of course, it's your money, darling. Absolutely. It's your yeah, see how that changes after they win 50K. I won $10 on a scratchy I got from my um, cousin at Christmas time. She didn't ask for half. Which is big of her. Yeah, no, yeah, very brave from her, not asking for the $5. Um, do we have Lotto Wars and Scratchy Dramas? Sure. On 131060. I reckon so. Went halves with someone, bought someone a present, did it get awkward? Imagine the office. How, you know, people buying in office drawers and then people. There have been huge law cases An about it. An IOU that. on the syndicate. Yeah, yes. I'll give you $10 tomorrow. Please just put me in the drawer. Put yeah, me in the yeah. Drawer. We won. Mm. Where's your 10? Exactly. Oh, oh, I'll get it out now. No. Too late, too mate. Too late. 13, 10, 60. Uh, we'll get some calls on next. Lotto Wars and Scratchy Dramas. Grunty and Lakey. Danielle on 13, 10, 60. Lotto Wars and Scratchy Dramas. Anything go down in your house? No. Um, my husband's grandma actually used to prevent the war, so she would buy the ticket, check the ticket, then mail you the ticket after it. So you'd get the ticket like two weeks after the draw, but she'd always check it to make sure it wasn't a winner first. What? Okay. So what, what was her side of the story there? Was she saying that she they, – was she trying to palm them off as fresh tickets for this week's draw or – she just sent them saying, oh, I didn't send them in time. The draws happened. Check your ticket. Yeah. Or was it literally, I've checked this ticket. It's of no use to me. But so just letting you know yeah, you were in on this. on your fridge. No, there was never any any story told. It was always just, oh, the mail takes so long to get to you. Sorry. <laughs> so who, how do you know that she was checking the tickets? Oh, it's a bit of a family you know, oh, okay. gossip, I guess. I see. <laughs> well, I do like to play the role of family lawyer. I'd love to get you all on for a radio segment. I know, we granny. We could get this. Uh, yeah. right. Any big winnings ever? Any any tickets come through that you're like, oh, we, we won a bit of money? Or granny didn't send those ones? Grandma's a millionaire. <laughs> there was, yeah, yeah, there was never any winnings that we knew of. How convenient, yeah. Danielle. Interesting, very cheeky. Denise on 131060. Yes. Hello. Well, I, I have to say... Another sneaky way around it is register the um, lotto tickets mm-hmm. and with the scratchies, always write in the card, if you win a certain amount, I'm entitled to half and I think that's a legal contract. <laughs> it's in writing. That's true. It's in writing, yes. And I'm a big, I give a lot of lot, scratchies and, um, you know, lotto tickets for Christmases and birthdays because I think they're a good thing. Yeah. And yes. But, um, it, yeah. Have you ever had to go back onto the contract, Denise, and say, well, look. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay, no, no. beginning. Birthday clause 3.1. Yes. I did yeah. say that I'm entitled yeah. to half of it. Read yeah. those T's and C's. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah good. Have a giggle about it. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> right. So more just anecdotes and advice <laughs> rather than full-on oh, stories. Oh, awesome but... juicy lotto drama. Yeah. No one's winning. That's the problem, oh, isn't that's it? that's so true. Yeah. Grunty and Lakey. Your free answer for Alpha Bucks tomorrow, Thursday, the 22nd of February. It will be J for Juliet. Grunty and Lakey. Then uh, hold my breath to hear about this because you claim that you have embarrassed yourself in front of the boss. And not just like your everyday boss. The, no. The big creme de la creme. Mm-hmm. The big, big wigs. Two of them. So went to Melbourne for the Eras tour and did the show out of the studios that we have down there Monday morning. And very, very grateful for the the chance that I could have coffee after our show with, as you put it, the creme de la creme of our bosses. Some announcers, you know, dream of this situation. They never get it. 
I've been There'll in. There'll be emailing, hey, any yeah. chance for coffee? Oh, maybe next month, mate, I'm a bit busy. Absolutely. They approached you. I know. And this was why I think I was probably a bit nervous, a bit on edge. I'd obviously only had minimal amount of sleep. Um, but, yes, went down to the cafe near the, the studios in Melbourne and um, was kind of nervously waiting there. So there was two uh, two people that we were meeting up with me and another announcer. And um, so it was a female boss and a male boss. And my hands are getting sweaty thinking oh about it. Oh, my God. What, <laughs> what happened? Tell me. Look, they are really impressive people and I just – could feel the difference between me just being a Queenslander and them being very fancy Melbourne people. Okay. They've been in the industry a long time. Okay. And I could just feel that shift. And I I don't think they would say that, but I could. And so I was trying to be on my best behaviour. I ordered my um, regular coffee, which is an almond latte. Uh, the other announcer ordered hers. And then uh, the lady boss ordered her latte. And so we're then sitting at the table um, waiting for these coffees to arrive. We're making small talk. Your top lip's getting sweaty, by the way. What is going on? What happened? And I um, – so my the co-host's coffee arrived and the latte arrived. And so I took the latte because I ordered my coffee first. So mm. I just assumed that it was my latte and mm. started drinking it um, and then – the barista came out and said, and the almond latte? And so I was like, oh. and that's when our boss was like, you've been drinking my coffee. And she knew. She is a bit of a Melbourne coffee gal. Yeah. Yeah. And I was. Never touch another lady's latte. I, I could. And I, I was so embarrassed. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Do you, I can go order you one. She's like, well, where did you sip it? And I was like, just from. <laughs> <laughs> Which bit has your lipstick on? Where's a spare patch I that like, I can just, go? Just this little bit, if that's okay. And she's like, "You didn't hand, you didn't hand over that coffee back to her." Well, no. it's what she asked for. No, that is she's that's testing a- you to go and buy another oh, coffee. No. I'll just drink where you your mouth hasn't touched. No, that's that's like just her being nice, saying, "Go get another coffee." Oh. Buy me another coffee. They had paid for the coffee. Though. Yeah, exactly, had... exactly. So, oh and then my you, god! You've ruined hers. The integrity of the coffee is ruined. You've got your coffee. Just go and grab a quick coffee. Grab a just four dollars, five dollars. I thought that... get the boss in her coffee. I thought you've tainted her coffee. Yeah, that was what I, I'm reading between the lines. I think that's exactly what you're. Right. You were... <laughs> just if you do this third, it's fine. I, you were sick, also. You had a block. Nose. I didn't tell her that. I you could hear I it. Could. You could hear that you were sick. I thought the embarrassment was just that I drank her coffee. You've now escalated this embarrassment that I refused to buy her another coffee. I'm, so, I'm sorry. You you will never get a promotion in this company ever again. You're done. This is your glass ceiling. You've officially reached it. This hell with you forever. <laughs> this is as good as it gets for you, mate. What the on, the only know. positive is I haven't tainted any coffees. <laughs> the sky's the limit for me, mate. Thirteen ten sixty. Have you embarrassed yourself in front of your boss? Oh yeah. Anyone at work, but ideally your That's boss. Hilarious. Oh my. Knowing, God. knowing how nervous you would have been, yeah. and knowing how passionate our boss is about coffee, and she oh gave you a gosh. second chance. Oh God. Yeah, have half of this coffee. It's a little cold. There's my mucus in it. I hope you like it a bit whiter than usual. Oh, sorry. Uh, when you embarrass yourself in front of the boss, 131060 or 131060, when was your final shift on air and you realised a promotion wasn't possible? 
Bronte and Lakey. I want to know other people that have embarrassed themselves in the front of their boss. Make me feel better. Getting some good calls coming through. Justine on 13 10 60. How do you embarrass yourself in front of the boss? Oh, I was extremely young and it was my last day and I was leaving because I didn't like the boss who was the director and I was working for him. So he was at the end of a bench and I thought, I've just got to get my bag. So I crawled like a dog <laughs> against the other side of the, the <laughs> bench in the hope that he wouldn't see me so I could get my bag. Mm. At which stage he looks over from the other side and says, not trying to get away from saying goodbye, are you? Oh, just, oh my oh, God. Oh, yes. I just died. Just I just died. So you would already resigned and you just didn't want to I do the, the niceties. It was my last day. Yeah. It was my last. I just didn't want to say goodbye to him. I was so young. Oh. And I just, you can I just imagine crawling it, like a dog you? was a better option. That was just embarrassing. <laughs> just a little bit further. <gasps> Easy does it. I love it. You're 19. Is that you, Justine? <laughs> yeah. It was that. It was exactly like that. Oh, no. How embarrassing. Oh, you're covered, though. That's good gear. Tish on 131060, embarrassed in front of the boss. Hello. Um, yeah, so I had um, gone to uni and done stuff for dental nursing and I was really excited for my first interview um, and I was sitting down so I had um, like all my papers in my lap and um, the guy come over and he said, hi, I'm, you know, the main dentist here, nice mm. to meet you. And I've gone to stand up and like put my hand out to give him a handshake and he's kind of stepped closer Aww. as I've done that and I've stood up and <laughs> put my hand right onto his groin area oh, oh my goodness and i Touchdown. was i was yeah i squealed and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry and he was like yeah cool and that was the beginning yeah. of the interview that's Mom. how i got the job <laughs> <laughs> yeah top 10 worst days of my life I'll tell did you. he hire you yeah. or did he say oh there's a gynecologist down the road you probably been more suited to that uh, no, I got hired actually. Yeah, so. well, I'm sure you did. Yeah, for anybody wanting a job, just do that. <laughs> we did not endorse that. Uh, Tish, uh, no, Tish is done. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Tish. A- Amy on thirteen ten sixty. What did you do to get the job? Sorry, what was the embarrassing thing you do the job? <laughs> well, uh, well, it's been multiple times with me, but those two that stand out. Mm. The first one was I sent my friend a. Really, really in-depth message on how much I just despised my boss. Um, and then about 20 minutes later, got a message back from the boss asking for a lovely meeting. Um, turns out I don't work there anymore. Um, and then the second one that stands out is I sent my partner at the time a lovely photo. And, and turns out... I sent it to my state manager, oh, um, only to now be four years down the track with my state manager in a loving relationship. <laughs> <laughs> what an M. Night Shyamalan twist. So the photo turned out well. <laughs> Never saw it covered. Wow. That coming. Great. Amy, I mean, I can hear it in your phone line because it's terrible, but I think you need some kind of upgrade on the phone with all these missed text messages. I know, I know. I'm the worst. <laughs> never look at it until I get a response. I'm like, oh, shoot. So what did we learn? Go for the fake handshake and send unsolicited pics to the boss.
and you'll end up employed and happily ever after. Do you think that's the, the exactly. my redemption? You got two moves now. Oh, you know what no. to do. The ball's in your court. Amanda, <laughs> check those emails. Oh, I wouldn't have mentioned the name. Oh. Fair enough. <laughs> How embarrassing. That was the Bronte and Lakey podcast. Bronte and Lakey.